This episode is brought to you by Anchor Media. Do you have a message that you want to share with the world but aren't exactly sure how to get it out there? Have you been wrestling back and forth with the idea of starting a podcast but got overwhelmed with just thinking about it? Trust me, I get it. Before I started my podcast, I struggled with uh, content, structure, resources, and I just really had nowhere to start. Thankfully, I attended Anchor Media's Find Your Voice Academy retreat for podcasters. Anchor Media has helped over 100 plus shows launch profitable podcasts. During this three-day event, I learned everything I needed to start a podcast from choosing the right tools and equipment, making my message marketable, and how to make money from my podcast. I even left with my first episode recorded. Podcasting is a great way to build confidence in your voice, multiply your income, and build an engaged audience. If you're ready to get over your fear of speaking and start your own podcast, then join CEO Tatum Tamia and Anchor Media on Thursday, April 7th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the Find Your Voice Academy open house to learn how you can attend the next one. Sign up today at anchormedia.com backslash open house. That's A-N-C-H-O-R-E-D-M-E-D-I-A dot com backslash O-P-E-N. H-O-U-S-E, anchormedia.com, backslash open house. Hey mama, hey mama, hey, I'm glad to see you here with me. I know it gets rough, please don't give up. Take off all that weight Put your head up high, crown to the sky Walk in my faith and not by sight Take my hand and hold it tight Those cloudy days kiss the goodbye So hey mama, hey mama, hey Glowing even through the rain I promise you'll see better days All you need is a little faith Take my hand and we'll have a dance Just some laugh with friends And we'll ride into the very What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the My Sisters Glow Podcast, a safe space for women to grow in their faith and motherhood through sisterhood. I'm your host, E. Mace, and welcome to the show. If you're a first-time listener, I'm so happy to have you. If you are a loyal listener, what's up, sis? Welcome back. Y'all, today's episode is going to be on specifically uh, fear and anxiety. I've had a lot of conversations with people lately, um, specifically moms, who've been dealing with fear and anxiety and you know really being a therapist is something that I often see in a lot of my clients it's just and to be fair you know a lot of the trends that have been going on nationally uh not even nationally but globally you know with the pandemic and uh all of the stuff with the wars and rumors of wars and all that kind of stuff like you know it's just if you turn on your media outlet, whatever you is you intake your news at, um, there is a lot of valid reasons to feel fear, worry, and anxiety. But I want to speak to that today because we know as mothers, uh, first of all, just as a person in general, like God does not want us to operate in fear. But sometimes, especially being a mom, that adds another layer of stuff to it. So I want to speak exactly to that. So today's episode is called How to Cope with Anxiety as a Mom. And so I really want to break anxiety down and not make it this big mystical thing. I feel like in mental health, a lot of times uh, depression, anxiety, um, 
and all the other mood disorders and, and panic disorders and stuff like that, it's made up into this big mystical thing that a lot of people do not understand. But I want to do my best to break it down to you in a way that is easy for you to comprehend and understand. The first thing I want you to know is that your father in heaven, your God, your creator, okay, he has given you every feeling and emotion that you feel except for fear. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. So I always like to tell people that specifically my clients when I work with them, because if you are ever feeling uh, anxious about something, fear is some, the spirit of fear is an operation. And it's very important to know that. What does work in your favor is that God designed you, okay? He's the creator. He is the brilliant person or the brilliant God that has put your body together in such a way that it is designed to survive. Like literally, I don't know, you were probably a little kid at some point and you probably scraped your knee. You didn't need to go to the hospital, but your mom probably cleaned you up or your dad or cousin, friend, sister, uncle, whoever cleaned you up bandage you up and you know now however many years later you're not maybe it's a scar there but like you're healed like your body had like some self-healing agents going on and so we were created the same way right so what I want you to do is imagine that you are well excuse me I want I want to say that the same way that like you can heal from like a scrape on your knee or your arm or whatever it's the same way you can kind of rewire and heal your brain the same way so this is not to say that you do not need to go to therapy because i want to be very clear this session is not a replacement to therapy if you are in therapy or receiving mental health services or would like to receive mental health services you need to find some in your area and you should um, also continue taking medication if you have been prescribed medication this is not a substitute to tell you to not do those things these are just extra tools to help you along the way right so um, I want you to, to, you know, think of your brain as like any other muscle in your body. When you work out, whether you are like in the gym or you're just walking up a flight of stairs, you're working a muscle, you know, and if you don't work that muscle regularly, often it feels sore. Well, it's kind of the same thing with our brain. You might not feel sore, so to speak, but it takes a while to kind of train that muscle, train that brain to do something that it hasn't done before. All right. So in terms of fear and anxiety, right, let's say you are in a room and somebody puts a wild animal. I always use the one of like a lion in this room with you, right? Most of us, unless you happen to be a certified lion tamer or whatever, most of us is going to, we we're instantly going to feel fear. There's instantly going to be something in our body, an alarm that goes off that says we're in danger. We need to do something to get out of this dangerous situation. This is where the fight, flight, or freeze response comes into play okay your automatic nervous system literally turns that on and says we have got to figure out a way to make it out of this situation alive right because we're in danger and your brain recognizes that so let's take you out of that situation and now let's just say you gotta pay bills let's say you woke up late and it's the third time this week and you know you got to get the kids to wherever they got to go and you got to get to work um, many of us 
although we may not recognize it, we feel the same and experience the same feeling that we do when we're in a room alone with that lion. We are fearful. We feel stressed. That's when anxiety starts to creep in, right? And so our brain doesn't know the difference between when we're in a room alone with a lion or when we're just trying to uh, get our bills paid or get to work on time. It simply just knows that we are in some sort of danger, right? And so you know you got to look at it in the sense of like are you like afraid to actually show up to work well no the action of uh, showing up to work late the action of showing up to work like itself is not scary right you're just there later than what you should but if this is your third time being late and your boss has been cracking down on you about it or the school has been cracking down on you about the kids attendance policy or whatever then possibly the consequences that will follow this particular action is what actually scares you right and so what we try to do then is we try to get our brain to understand like, okay, I need you to calm down so we can make a better decision. When we make decisions out of fear and anxiety, they are not the same decisions that we make when we are calm, relaxed, and have kind of have our bearings together, right? So imagine you are that woman that you or uh, you woke up for the third time late this week. Your boss is on you. The school is on you about getting the school, getting the kids to school on time and everything. And you literally have overslept for the third time this week. So now you're probably fussing at the kids because you're irritable. You're irritable because you're anxious. You're on edge. The kids woke up late because you woke up late. But, you know, now they're kind of catching your stuff and, you know, I don't know if your kids are anything like my kids, but if I got an attitude, now they got an attitude because it is contagious, right? So like now your morning is starting off just on the wrong foot altogether, right? And let's say you get to work, you get to school and there's not anything about you being to work late or the kids being to school late or whatever. But now you've started your morning in like literal chaos and on edge that now you are almost in this state throughout the day. This is typically how it happens for us, right? When we wake up on edge, the rest of our day is like that, right? And so this is how like that uh, anxiety will tend to follow us throughout the whole day. And then we tend to have day after day kind of be like this, right? So what we do to kind of slow down our brain is we got to be the ones to check our brain and be like, we are not in a room with a lion. We literally have to slow down, stop, and think about the situation. We have to assess the danger. Okay, is it scary that you might get in trouble with your boss or with the school? Absolutely. But is you freaking out, spazzing out, being irritable, and being pushy with your kids, is that going to change the dynamic that you're currently in? And for most of us, probably not. Like if you're already late, you're just late. Like there's no need to freak out about it. Like you need to just kind of go into like literally accepting what is being present in that moment. So mindfulness and being present in the moment. That's exactly what mindfulness is. It's just being present. A lot of times we move on to the next thing. So we wake up in this scenario. We wake up late. We're rushing the kids because our mind is already at the office and what's they are waiting us. When in reality, none of that matters. We need to be simply just focused on getting ourselves ready, getting our kids out the door. Because you can't change what's to come anyway, right? So I've been telling my clients that anxiety is the fear of what's to come. And it's often based off of what has happened. 
So a lot of times we are fearful of what's to come, what's in the future based off of an experience that we've endured before. And if we didn't endure the experience, we know somebody that has endured that experience and it now has put some belief system in us, right? That we believe this is going to happen. When we believe something is going to happen, our thoughts change. When our thoughts change, our acts change. And that's kind of like how cognitive behavioral therapy works. It goes off of beliefs, thoughts, and actions, right? So we have a lot of information here. Let's try to tie it all together, right? So when you begin to feel anxious, no matter what the circumstances are, whether it's something at work, whether it's personal, whether it's your children, whether it's something relationally, let's stop and think about what the danger is. What are we really afraid of in that moment? Really, what are we afraid of? And this is where we have to call on our Father in Heaven to sometimes show us. Because sometimes the thing that's actually happening is not what's scary. It is uh, the belief that's behind that that is scary to us. So for some, like our mom who is running late for work and it's the third time she's been late this week. For some of us, we believe that if we don't show up to work and be this perfect person to be this perfect mom or whoever, we believe that we are not a good mom. When we believe that we're not good moms, sometimes the thought is that we are somehow inadequate and then our actions then follow that by low self-esteem, by being irritable, by being frustrated, right? So we got to remember is that being mindful in that moment, being present in that moment is the most important thing that we can do because it allows us to assess the danger. Where there is anxiety, there is fear. And we know that fear is not of God because God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and love and sound mind. That's 2 Timothy 1 and 7. And when that's present, we know we have to speak to that. We have to cast that fear down because that's not of God. So we're not even going to interact and play with that. But what we then need to do is um, ask God, like, okay, this is present. This is here. Where is it coming from? God isn't going to, if you listen, if you surrender your ear and your mind, God will then show you the belief, the root that is there, right? Whatever your belief is, you have to stay calm. You have to be willing to listen and open your ears. And sometimes that belief is uncomfortable to hear, but knowing it is what gives us the power to heal and move forward. After we do that, we assess what we can do in that exact moment, okay? So if you're in a scenario where you're already late for work and this is your third time being late, you might get in trouble. All you can do is continue to calmly get you and your children ready and safely out the door. Because also, mom, you set the temperature for your children, right? You set the temperature for your household. So if you are in rare form and irritable and on edge, your family is likely to follow, you're not going to get the results that you want. It's important to know that worrying and exacerbating all this energy into being uh, overwhelmed and worked up gets us nowhere. Okay. So when we now assessing like, okay, this is what is going on. This is not life or death situation. I cannot change it. So I might as well be present. We speak to God. We ask him to cast down that fear. We ask him to remove fear. We have the authority through Jesus Christ to cast down those fears. And we speak life. I will have peace that surpasses all understanding. Peace be still. Speak those things out. Your atmosphere will change. And now you have a calm brain that can go forth and make better decisions than you would when you are worked up and uh, kind of overwhelmed. 
The second thing to be mindful of is to not multitask. I was talking to my cousin and my best friend this week and um, I was like, multitasking is the biggest lie that we've been told, okay? In my opinion, there's no such thing as multitasking. Now, I know you might find, you guys listening to this might be like, oh, that's not true because um, I was doing this all while cooking dinner and then paying bills or whatever. Okay, that's great. You did it. But the reason why I say there's no such thing as multitasking is because you're never, there's no such thing as giving multiple things 100% of your time and attention. You either give it 100% or you don't give it anything at all. And I think Tatum actually talked about this on a podcast before. It's about how we try to give so many things our attention at one time. And you're, you know, you got 100%. You either give it 100% or you're giving it 57% and you're giving 20% here and 20% there. You're never giving everything 100%. You're literally giving the multiple things in front of you pieces. So this is why it's important to practice that mindfulness and to be present and doing one thing at a time. Whatever is going to come in our scenario at the office is going to come and there is nothing you can do about it beyond this point. What you do have the power to do is to settle your mind and your temperament temperament excuse me and to set a better example for your children what you do have is the power to be present in that moment what you do have is the power to speak life over your situation okay now it's not to say once you get to the office that you won't have to deal with your boss or co-workers or deal with the school because there are consequences to actions i don't want you to think that by me telling you this that anything is going to just miraculously change but what's going to change is how you respond to the situation okay because we live in a world that is full of sin fear is within the world Sin is in the world. Death is in the world. Circumstances are going to happen. Life is going to happen. We cannot change those things. And just because we are believers and we are God's children doesn't mean that we are exempt from life happening. Trust me, I know. But what it does help us to do is to be still and to experience it differently than we would when we are riddled with fear and anxiety. Okay? So to wrap this episode up and kind of recap... Remember, your brain just reads fear as fear. It can I mean, excuse me, it reads danger as danger. So one, you have to be still and assess the danger. Two, whatever there is anxiety and worry, there is fear. Speak over that, cast that fear down and remind it that God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power, love and a sound mind. After you speak to that, you speak peace over yourself and your environment. Speak life to a situation that is lifeless, okay? All right? And you do what you can do in that moment. Don't move on to the next thing. Be present, okay? Assess the danger. Speak life over the situation. Cast that fear down and just be present one thing at a time, one step at a time. Now, this will take some time to do and get used to because as a society, we're not used to doing this. We're not used to doing one thing at a time. We're used to being super super women and super moms and being able to do everything. But what I am very personally learning in this season is that we have to surrender. We have to allow community to help us. We can only do what we can do. And the rest we have to place at God's feet. 
when we do this, we find that our relationship, our interactions with our children, with our spouses, with our friends, co-workers, clients, they become better because we're not trying to take on the world. We are just handling that one moment, okay? So I hope you guys are blessed by this. I also will attach a freebie in this episode, um, kind of a little takeaway that you can, you know, download and you can use. And I don't know if you want to like print it out, screenshot it so it's on your phone or whatever, but just a reminder of how you can cope with anxiety. Anxiety does not have to be your portion. Anxiety does not have to be something that you walk away with for the rest of your life. You will experience anxious moments, but you do not have to be riddled with anxiety. We're going to pray. Father, we thank you and praise you for this time, God. We thank you for every woman that is listening to this, God. We pray that right now that as she has listened to this podcast, God, that you have met her right where she is, God. You know every worry, every fear, every anxiety that this that this woman is experiencing, God. God, your word says that when we are anxious about something, to cast it on you because you care for us, God. God, so we ask right now, God, that every woman that is listening to this will cast her cares on you father you tell us in isaiah 41 and 10 to not fear because you are with us and to not be dismayed because you are our god and you will strengthen us and you will help us you will uphold us with your righteous hand god so uphold every mother every cousin every sister every auntie every person that is listening to this podcast god who is worrying about things that are beyond their control god settle their spirits god let the peace of god be with them throughout the rest of the day and for every day forward in jesus name we pray amen i'll see you guys next time peace